listening to the Everyman Podcast. I'm Jay. I'm Dom. And last week we were discussing some pretty, pretty disturbing stuff. Actually, it was more than a week. We got a little bit delayed. Um, these things happen. We discussed pedophilia in high places. So if you're sensitive to this subject matter, I would caution you. Um, we will be discussing some pretty upsetting stuff. We will be continuing from the trend from our last episode discussing horrendous acts being committed by powerful people, very influential people, and people that by and large seem immune to consequences. Pedophilia and sex trafficking in high places. Hollywood is is, um, an institution that has a reputation for this. Mm. I'm sure you've heard quite a bit about that. Just a little bit. Yep. Yeah, just a bit. Yeah, it's pretty, It's. I think it's more prevalent than we think it is. Well, I wonder how prominent and widespread it really is because it's it's insane. It's insane. So first up, we were going to discuss the, the cult, which is pronounced Nexium. It's spelled N-X-I-V-M. This was making the rounds in the news a few years back. Pretty disturbing stuff here. And it was run by actresses and a millionaire Harris. Hmm. Um, have you ever heard? No, of this no, kind? no. This is the first time I'm hearing of Nexium. Did you watch Smallville, the CW show? No. 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 You're not really a pop culture guy. No. <laughs> CW had a show called Smallville, which is basically um, Superman when he was Clark Kent. Mm-hmm. And the girl who played his best friend uh, was an actress named Allison Mack. Mm-hmm. She was involved with this group, this cult, Nexium. Nexium, yeah. Could you Nexium. spell N E X? And it's it's pronounced Nexium, but it's spelled N X I V M. N X I V M. Oh, okay. Timeline of the Nexium sex cult case. Mm-hmm. That's the one. Yeah. They were charged with sex trafficking, conspiracy, forced labor. So this was a pretty legit cult. Yeah, it says it says that they're a personality cult of an imprisoned racketeer and sex offender. Is that the person you're referring to? Yeah, I was going to get into him in just a, just a minute. But uh, before I do, I just wanted to... Give the listeners a, a little um, context. A little context here. Yeah. yeah, they groomed women who signed up for a mentorship program. Mm. So these people, I guess, signed up. They were looking for mentors, someone you know to basically improve their life. So right away, right off the hop, they're they're preying on vulnerable people. Right, right. Because who else would sign up for a mentorship program? Someone who's vulnerable. Yeah, or in need of tutelage. Or yeah, they need uh, guidance. Right. Yeah, so yeah. they're susceptible. Yeah. So it's a pretty predatory move right off the hop. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they, they then coerced them into performing sex and labor for the benefit of the cult leaders. Whew. Wow. Hmm. Like, talk about having no soul. You yeah. Know, you, you're basically. It's so transactional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're looking for people that need help in life. And, you know, you're, you're exploiting them. 
and then you coerced them into performing sex and labor acts. Um, sorry, sex acts and labor. But there's probably, you know, I'm sure you've watched some stuff on cults, right? Yeah, they break a person down. Nothing to the effect of like what you're describing right now, but I've I've seen um, very very odd religious cults here and there. Like the one that comes to the top of my mind, there was that one where they were in a barn or something like that, and or a compound. A lot of them are in barns. Yeah, okay. a lot. Of well, this one in particular was in a in a compound, something like that, and they were there for you know years. So I can imagine that yeah, you're you're preying on victims or people who are extremely vulnerable. Or in susceptible positions as well. Yeah. So the cult leader for this particular group was a guy named Keith Ranier. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Hmm. He was charged with identity theft, extortion, money laundering, etc. All around great guy. <laughs> that's sarcasm in case you guys didn't deduce that on your own. Did this guy have a Netflix documentary or what? I don't know, man. Maybe. They seem to be getting in that business. Yeah, it's very weird. I don't know. In the past... I guess couple months or or it seems like in the past couple months or at least the last year they've been they've been more and more prevalent. Wow. And more. There's a market for it. People are messed up, man. No, let me rephrase that. People are fucked up. Yeah. You know that documentary they had about Jeffrey Dahmer? No, but I I've actually seen that on Twitter to be honest with you the past 2 or 3 weeks there's some some tweet or something on social media TikTok or Instagram about him. Apparently the something like the families are super offended by I don't know anything about the guy so I, they had a documentary about him, and um, I think I'm I'm almost positive it was Jeffrey Dahmer. If it wasn't him, it was another serial killer. Mm. And all these teenage girls or young women on Twitter were tweeting about how hot he was. They're like fawning over him. Yeah, they were fawning over him. Like, oh wow, he's so hot. Holy fuck! Like, I, I think you're missing the point just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Wow. He's, yeah, he's very he's a very handsome man. Sure. Oh, okay. I get. You. I've I've heard of that before, where they they become like a, in love with the prisoner or somebody. No, who's... no. These are women now. Oh, Tweeting, now. Yes. Twenty twenty two. Saw his documentary and they found him like attractive. That's fucking weird. So you're watching a documentary about a monster, someone who committed you know heinous acts, and that that's what you dwell on. That's what you took away from this documentary is mm. how attractive you found him. That's like some weird Machiavellian dark triad bullshit that somebody might well, it just goes to show how weird people are nowadays yeah you know like yeah yeah even if you did find the person attractive but that should be dwarfed by your repulsion from you know what i'm saying yeah yeah maybe well if you're if you're principled and you're ethical and you have moral fucking values yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I, listen i can share with you an experience i i once knew a guy super weird guy super creepy he was going on and on and on. He was banging on and on and on about how attractive Carla Homoka was. Carla Homoka? Wasn't yeah. she part of? Carla Homoka was Paul Bernardo's okay, yeah, uh, accomplice, yeah. wife, girlfriend, whatever she was. Yeah. She served up her own sister to Paul Bernardo to be tortured, raped, and murdered. So she's, I mean, totally evil woman. Hmm. Okay. And anyone listening to this, if you're into true crime, that is a hell of a story. We, we might even discuss it at length at some point. Not today, but at some point. You saying sorry was your buddy? No, I would no. Oh, my sorry. buddy, a guy I knew, I guy you knew. creepy guy I knew. Let me <laughs> say that again. And he was just he wouldn't stop talking about how attractive Carla Homoka was. Listen, man, you, you got screws loose. Mm. Okay, because being attractive is not what I remember of her. 
It was the fact that she was a heinous, disgusting, despicable monster. That's what I remember. Do you think there's something for or to be said for the fact that some people just lack like a base level of empathy or yeah, some probably. level or maybe not, maybe not psychopathic, but along mm-hmm. the, in that area, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That they're, they, 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 yeah. they're just some, something they, they, there's no human element there. It's almost inhumane in a way. And it, well, along with the pedophiles, but also people who it's almost like an admiration, which is very weird. It is. It's very weird. It's very weird. But anyway, um, but yeah, that's, um, that's basically what it's become. But anyway, back to the cult, Nexium. Claire Bromfman, who is the daughter or the heiress to the Canadian billionaire who owns Seagram Brand Liquors, was the biggest financial backer for the cult. So they had a, uh, a very wealthy financial backer. That's weird. It's weird, but it's also uh, along the lines of our, the last time we chatted about this with uh, Epstein. That yeah. there's there's always some, uh, oddly enough, there's always some strong financial backing, which, I don't know, if you start connecting dots a little bit, you can kind of see how it's, you know, if it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck. So this here seems like there's a pattern that's established. No? Yeah. And then listen, we're, neither one of us are quote unquote conspiracy theorists, but I'm not going to ignore a mountain of evidence because I don't want to be called a conspiracy theorist either. Okay. There are some very wealthy people that they're always connected to these types of things, or, or at least they're, they're, there's a clear discernible pattern of mm-hmm. wealthy people backing these types of activities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These, these really sick, elaborate systems of pedophilia and sex trafficking. We, we've seen it way too many times to ignore it. Um, the cult was based out of Clifton Park, New York. That's a suburb of Albany, New York. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it was pretty big. You know, it went on for quite some time. And um, we see, again, the amalgamation of celebrities well, albeit in this particular instance, a low-level celebrity. A celebrity, nonetheless. Yeah, a celebrity, nonetheless. But a celebrity, yes. And um, systematic sex trafficking. You know what's weird? As you're, as you're bringing her up, I just was just checking on, on Google for reference. She was um, Claire, the financier, which goes to show, a lot, again, the level of corruption here. She was... Eight, uh, 20, 19 years old when she started this. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that, but no, not that it makes any difference, but mm-hmm. it's fucking crazy that she's, because she would have been. I didn't research it that in depth. I just, I felt it was worth mentioning because it, yeah. like, yet again, it's just part of the, this ever growing theme of celebrities, wealthy people, and nefarious sex acts. Politicians, anybody yeah, with power, influence, mm-hmm. or money. But it's so systematic, though. Yes. And that's what I find troubling is you're not talking about one creep acting alone and basically going about his business in a very, um, I, don't, I don't know what the word here is, like a clandestine, secretive way. You're talking about it is clandestine still, but it's methodical. It's well-funded. Organized. Yeah, it's organized and it's it's being pulled off by some very wealthy, powerful people. These mm. these are not the types of people you want to be doing these things. Yeah. 
because they have wealth, they have influence, and they have some of them, a lot of them have immunity. They, they don't get persecuted the same way a regular person would um, when they commit heinous crimes. And speaking of Hollywood, we have another celebrity who came out within the last few years talking about um, sex trafficking, um, pedophilias in Hollywood going on. Everyone knows about it, but um, let's play this clip and then we'll get into it. Sure. I'm saying that there are people that were the people that did this to both me and Corey that are still working, they're still out there, and they're some of the richest, most powerful people in this business. And they are. And they do not want me saying what I'm saying right now. Are you saying that they're pedophiles? Yes. And that yes. they're still in this business? Yes. That's what, yeah, and that's what you were saying wow. in your book. When you that's talk to, talk about, yeah. when yes. you talk to and parents, they want me here right now. Trust Corey, me. They want me dead. there are a lot of parents out here yeah. who want to put their kids in this in this business. They, their kids are cute. They're great actors. Da, da, da. What would you say to a parent who just has the best of intentions, who's coming here with their child? Mm-hmm. If um, you're saying that there's a lot of predators in this industry. It's a many feathered bird. Okay? Be careful what you wish for. That's what I'll tell you. You know, don't go into it with naivety. Don't go into it thinking that it's all roses and You're sunglasses and an entire industry. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to. That... I'm just trying to say that it's a very important, serious topic. You said that there was one gentleman in the industry who did not take advantage of you. He was not a pedophile. That's you said right. it was Michael Jackson. Of all people. Wanted... That was from the mouth of Corey Feldman himself. So he was on the view. With the lovely uh, Barbara Walters, mm-hmm. for context. Yeah, he was he was speaking. Barbara Walters was kind of grilling him there. You heard that. Yeah. Where I mean, I, I have nothing against someone checking a guest who's making assertions, but she seemed to be a little bit too defensive for my taste. What do you think? No. Ah, uh, yeah, sir. Yeah, like she was. She was not. Uh, I think you're giving her the benefit of the doubt, or not that you were, but that. That stance is giving her the benefit of the doubt. She was not impartial at all. She was heavily You're damaging an entire industry. Forget about this negative act yeah, that right. you claim about. Just don't look at it and look away. Like give us our movies and shut up. Oh. yeah, it's gross. Yeah, it's, it's nasty. Celebrities for you, man. Jeez. Yeah, on, well, I shouldn't on, say I like some celebrities. I do. I do, but they are they're they're just people. No, mm-hmm. oh, they yeah, they're definitely. They're not better than anyone else. So that's what I really hate when they stand on a soapbox and they're like, oh, you know, you should do this or you shouldn't do that. Shut up. Just shut up. You may be a talented actor, singer, whatever you are, but you don't even live in the real world. Stop telling people what to do. Yeah, the buck stops there. Mm-hmm. Shut up. Yeah. Sincerely. But anyway, so yeah, there there she was. She was grilling him. Um, he came out with a documentary called My Truth, The Rape of Two Corys. Hmm. You know who the other Corey is? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the mo- Come, on. Oh, Come on. You can do this. Uh, what, uh, we've, we've spoken about this before, too. Corey Haim. Yeah, Cor- yeah, that's the guy. Toronto born. Yeah. Toronto born Corey Haim. Yeah. He was in one of my favorite horror movies ever. I don't know, the Lost Boys. Mm-hmm. It's not hardcore horror. But it's on the lighter side of the horror spectrum, but it was an awesome movie. Please mm-hmm. tell me you've watched it. Yes, when I was younger. All right. We had young Kiefer Sutherland in that movie, Jason Patrick, um, 
two brothers, they move to a California town that's uh, basically being run by a gang of teenage vampires. And uh, I, don't, I don't know if I should spoil it. No, oh, fuck it. If you haven't seen the movie by now, that's on you. Their master, the, the gang's master, was this really old, dorky-looking guy, you know, like a guy you would least expect. And he starts dating uh, their mom, the two mm-hmm. boys who moved to the town. He starts dating their mom. So the whole time you kind of think Kiefer Sutherland's the leader of this gang because mm-hmm. he's like this, um, you know, brooding vampire. He seems to like be running the the crew. The typical alpha guy. Yeah, typical alpha guy, especially like 80s alpha guy with, the, you know, the, the, like the earring, the, the long earring. Yeah. The mullet. Yeah. Running around on dirt bikes. Mm-hmm. That, had one of the, that movie had one of the coolest opening scenes ever. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. So they're, they're walking around this like fair. And there's a, what do you call it? The carousel that, yep. ride that goes up and down. So like they're walking through, you're supposed to be sitting on the horse, but you know, they're, they're rebels, man. They're badass vampires. They're not going to ride horses. Mm-hmm. So they're walking the carousel and one of the vampires starts uh, like he's fondling a girl who's there with her boyfriend. Yeah. And the boyfriend looks like a rough dude himself. You know, he's standing up to them and they're kind of like just laughing. And the security guard comes out and he's like, oh, I told you guys to the vampire group. He Obviously, he doesn't know they're vampires. He's like, I told you guys, stop making trouble. You're out. And Kiefer Sutherland just shoots him this ice cold look and smiles. Um, later, we see the, the guy with his girlfriend that they were bothering. They're mm-hmm. in a car. He's trying to get some action with his girlfriend, but she's having none of it. She's reading a comic book. She's like ignoring him. And you see from like a bird's eye view, the car. Right, and then something boom, it swoops down, rips the roof of the car, takes the boyfriend, and then takes the girl. And I think they killed the security guard too. I can't remember; it's been a while since I've seen it. That's like the opening scene. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to um, "People Are Strange" by Jim Morrison, and it shows the the two boys and their recently divorced mom. They're moving to this town. And they're going to go live with her hippie father. He's like in his 80s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this town's being run by vampires. Great movie. Yeah. That was a long rant that had nothing to do with what we were discussing. But No, it gives us some context nonetheless. <laughs> and shows you the level of uh, involvement um, that the child actors or actresses seem to have going back to the Hollywood point. Um, and I don't want to use the term grooming because I know it's got a... A connotation now that might not be suitable to what we're trying to discuss or just generally speaking it's a totally different topic but it kind of is ed's grooming-esque or uh you know adjacent to it where there you don't really know um what older a- actors or actresses might be doing to these young children or their producers or directors or something that effect yeah so this documentary uh cory feldman he came out with this documentary in March 2020, and here, here, here it comes. He alleges that Charlie Sheen raped him. Charlie Sheen, two and a half men. Charlie Sheen. Mm-hmm. He he led like that's one of the guys he named. So Charlie Sheen actually raped him. Um, he also, which he never seems like that type of guy. Charlie Sheen. I yeah. mean, no, he seems like a wild guy. You know, he he's got other offenses that I think he. Yeah. Something like he, uh, 
I think there were dr- one was drug related. If I'm remembering, drugs, uh, prostitution. He yeah. was involved with the Heidi Fleiss. That's sc- that whole scandal back okay. in the day, way back in the day. Um, he didn't snitch, by the way. That's one thing he was praised for when he went down for that. He didn't snitch. But uh, Corey Feldman named him as, as someone as as the person who actually raped him. He says he was molested by Marty Wise, who was his former manager. He says he was molested by him. Um, Alfie Hoffman, who ran the Soda Pop Club. The Soda Pop Club was a club to teenage elites in Hollywood. So, like, if you were a teenage star, you hung out at this place. Soda oh, it was a club. physical place. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was like a club for teenagers, teenage stars. That's fucking weird. So weird. And who set that up? Well, I'm assuming one of those guys you'd mentioned. Yeah, it was uh, Alfie Hoffman, who he also claims molested him. And John Grissom, he names him as well, who's an actor. He's been in some films with Corey Feldman. So Corey Feldman, uh, he he allegedly received death threats and needed 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week armed security after he made this documentary. So, you know, let's talk about this for a second, because what did you say immediately when I named Charlie Sheen? You said he doesn't seem like that kind of guy, Yeah, which is fair. I don't think anybody would look at Charlie Sheen and figure him for, for, you know, figure that he would be that kind of and be involved in those types of activities. Okay, let's put it that way. How come nobody sued him? Corey Feldman, I mean, why didn't anyone take legal action? Okay, that defamation lawsuit. Is that what you're referring yeah. to? Yeah, why Why didn't they, they? I'm just asking. Why didn't they do that? Uh, a beautiful thing in law called discovery. Yeah, right? Like, we're, but okay, but you're only afraid of discovery if you don't want things coming out. Right. Yeah, you're trying to conceal the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if your name was slandered or in fact defamed, then you would want to seek uh, at least some monetary it, I promise award. you that if, the, if I was in that position and I was 100% innocent, and someone said that about me, I'm, I mean, I'm coming for you with everything I have. Mm-hmm. I, I I won't sleep until you publicly admit you're a liar. Yeah. yeah. I don't even care about money, but I will come after you with everything I have until you publicly admit you're a liar. So my question is, how come none of these gentlemen took that, you know, took that course of action here? If, if Corey Feldman is lying, I'm, yeah. saying, I'm playing devil's advocate. Well, I'm going to play devil's advocate. I'll be more of a skeptical person. I would say that they're obviously something that they're trying to hide. It's it's common sense. You're going to, if 99% of the time, if you take away what's happened here, 99% of the time, if you're innocent of whatever claim is being levied against you, why would you not seek legal recourse? Like it, make, it doesn't make any sense. And no, I, it doesn't. And I think, um, I know you were mentioning Charlie Sheen and how it, we don't really know it doesn't, and I mentioned it doesn't seem like he could be that kind of guy, but I don't know. We don't really know these people a great deal either. We have an idea, we have an image of what they could be or what they represent, either through their roles or the the people that they portray or whatever interviews you, you may see of them. But we don't really know in depth what goes on in their personal life, even though we might like certain actors or actresses. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're not capable of these heinous things. I couldn't agree more. 
And Feldman alleges that this uh, that a pedophile group or groups still operate in Hollywood today. Yeah, which yeah, if they haven't, if you haven't uh, been penalized, let's say as an example, why would you stop? You would continue to you have you have no, um, you know, like you're always getting bailed out or you're always getting off scotch free. So there's no reason for you to change your behavior. There's no incentive there. Nope. Feldman admitted he had multiple, he attempted suicide multiple times. Um, there's a lot of mental breakdowns in Hollywood. That's another very, very common thing. You see it a lot. Mm-hmm. You see, um, like, okay, we had Britney Spears. Remember she had that huge meltdown? Yeah. Okay, she's she's a singer, but still, celebrities. I, I When I say Hollywood, I, I mean celebrities. Okay, Hollywood has become synonymous with celebrities, I guess. You know, music, show business, whatever. Um, Martin Lawrence, Dave Chappelle was on Inside the Actors Studio, and he talked about Martin Lawrence, and he said Martin Lawrence was the strongest individual he had ever met in his life. He had a mental breakdown, and he was standing on a street corner waving a gun, screaming, they're trying to kill me. It's pretty weird, right? Especially when Dave Chappelle said this is the most... uh, mentally stable individual I have ever met in my life, something to that effect. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty common. You see it a lot in Hollywood, right? These, 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 um, you know, these episodes where people have these complete breakdowns. That's not the craziest thing, I guess. You know, these people, they live the the high life. A lot well, of they're in the spotlight, but they're in the spotlight a lot too. Yeah. And you don't know the psychological toll. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you value privacy and independence, I mean, it, listen, they're signing up for it. I'm not trying to, you know, on a celebrity apologist, but right at the end of the day, they're human beings. So there is an element of, you don't, you don't know what they're going to be in the spotlight for a considerable amount of time of their life. Mm-hmm. It, it, that, that, I don't know if that plays a role. I would imagine it, it could. Yeah. It's just, um, it's another piece of the puzzle here. I mean, all these nefarious things going on and uh, you see a lot of people having these mental episodes, breakdowns. Uh, Feldman stated that his abusers, him and Hames abusers, yep. they were some of the, and I quote, richest and most powerful people in the business. He said that on The View when he was talking to a very defensive Barbara Walters that just she wouldn't hear of her precious Hollywood being slandered. Mm-hmm. Sacrilegious. She was... Because um, oh, she's got skin in the game, right? She doesn't want to lose whatever, I guess. whatever prestige or I don't know, whatever you want to call it, but she's definitely... She rubbed a lot of people the wrong way in that in that club, just just by the way. Well, yeah, of course, because she's not she's different from the common. They're all different from the common person. We nobody can identify with these individuals, right? Because no. they're they're in a totally different. Whether that's socioeconomic or it's just generally they have this elitist mindset. They're not they're not blue collar, white collar, any of that. Nope. All right, and then we'll segue directly to. Your favorite, Isaac Cappy. <laughs> what, a, what a character, man. Yeah. Um, let's play this clip first, and then we'll sure. talk about it. Also, Epstein is Epstein Oprah. Epstein is uh, Chris Tucker. Epstein is also Kevin Spacey. Epstein is also Prince Andrew. Who else is Epstein? Is Epstein Big Pharma? Is Epstein Brian Singer? Is Epstein Naomi Campbell? Yep, all of the above. All of the above. 
Your Isaac. boy, Isaac Cappy. So he named quite a few people in that video. Probably be easier if I tell you who he didn't name. Yeah. <laughs> what a character. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He, well, he's, he's no longer with us. Um, he committed suicide. Allegedly. Well, yeah, a lot of people don't believe he actually killed himself because of what he was saying and the fact that he said he wasn't suicidal. I, I don't know, man. He, he didn't seem mentally stable to me. No. Just putting that out there. But, but just because he's, you know, he doesn't seem mentally stable, it doesn't make him a liar either. Not necessarily. Yeah. Or if you're releasing a clips onto social media stating that, you know, you don't intend to do an action that you then go, go out and proceed with, it seems a little bit contradictory to say the least. Do you hear how he mentioned Alex Jones in that clip? Yeah. That must drive the truthers nuts. Because Alex Jones, like, you know, the truthers, if if those of you listening to this don't know what a truther is, the, the truthers are the people that dig deep. I don't even know what it is. You don't know what a truther is? No, okay, so not a truther is basically what a conspiracy theorist calls himself or herself. Okay. So, you know, these are the people that they're like, they, you know, they have to wake people up. Oh, they're like, you got to yeah. wake up. You got to like, learn the truth. The ideologues of of the right wing kind of thing. Well, I don't, not even. You, I don't know if that's fair. I don't know if you can say they're right wing. I mean, these are people that they they go to alternate alternative media and they look for what they believe to be the truth. Um, Some of their theories, are, you know, some are better than others. Like one guy who I think is pretty good. He's pretty fair. And I really enjoy his podcast a lot. Is Isaac Weisop, mm-hmm. right? He's he's a truther. He doesn't really consider himself one, but he is. And um, he looks at conspiracies. He's pretty level headed, mm-hmm. you know. And he he go he breaks them down and uh, he provides evidence for and against. So I appreciate that. But Alex Jones is a guy that many truthers really really like him. You know they they. They feel like what happened to him wasn't fair. I'm not going to get into this, but anyways, whatever. Isaac Cappy names him as one of the bad guys, right? So Isaac Cappy, in a sense, would also be someone that a, a truther would look to. So there's some beef within the truther community. <laughs> All is not well. Isaac Cappy named Alex Jones as, you know, he said, who's Alex Jones Epstein in that clip we just heard. Mm-hmm. Right, but uh, yeah, you know, you don't, you don't really know. Well, all we know is what we can, what he allows us to see. It's hard to say, like, because then you, you could say, if you're in Alex Jones' shoes, would you do the exact same thing? If you knew, and the shit that he says, just because you throw shit against the wall and some of it may stick, that doesn't mean you're like a prophet. At the end of the day, he, he his claim to fame originally was he he snuck in to Bohemian Grove yeah. and he recorded the, uh, it's called the cremation, cremation of care ceremony where all these politicians and really powerful men were getting together, wearing robes and doing a mock sacrifice in front of a giant owl. They were asked about this, you know, Hey, are you guys really doing some weird stuff out in the woods? And most of them just laughed it off. Ah, yeah, 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 sure. But it's true. They were Alex Jones was the guy who, who proved that they were, he recorded it. That was his claim to fame. So he started out with a ton of credibility. But, I mean, he he essentially became a caricature over time. Maybe he did it on purpose. I don't know. But Probably you monetize the... Uh... Why? Listen, I've, I've heard some of his programs. Like, he's always hawking something. Mm-hmm. Oh, take my product there. Boost your testosterone. Anyway, you know, he, he, was, he, was, in, he was a weird guy. 
that's some but some uh content creators if you want to call them he's but a that, weird guy. that's their yeah he is but that's their business model right be as controversial as possible attracting people then you sell product or programs yeah. or whatever like i'm gonna sidestep the landmine i don't want to talk about what got him kicked off of every platform like we you know we already did an episode on cancel culture we may revisit the subject at some point but anyways he's persona non gratis hmm. in, in the um mainstream social media world he's been booted off every platform so the truthers like a lot of them stand up for him you know that they think he was uh treated unfairly or whatever but isaac cappy says that he's in cahoots with all the same people that alex jones claims to be against i just found that interesting that's all well it's possible that that is maybe there there's truth to both i don't know that's the problem with these some of these rabbit holes where does it end yeah Right. But okay, but I'll tell you what, one guy he did name in that clip was Kevin Spacey, mm. and we know quite a bit about him. Oh, yeah. All right. Oscar winning actor Kevin Spacey accused of sexual assault on minors. Yeah. October 29, 2017, a dozen men, five of whom claimed they were in their teens, accused Spacey of sexual, uh, sexual harassment, yep. assault, attempted rape. That was um, that was from USA Today, what I just read there. Anthony Rapp, an actor on Star Trek Discovery, claims Spacey made advances on him when he was 14 years old. 14. Okay. Harry Dreyfus, son of Richard Dreyfus, claimed Spacey groped his genitals while his father was in the room. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's uh I was just thinking of of uh if you were in his shoes, not at well, not that you would have this level of like maliciousness, but if you really think you're the the way that you prey upon somebody who's way younger, if you put yourself in the position when you were fourteen, uh, at least speak for myself, like you're completely unaware. I mean, you have some level of intellect, but nothing to where you could be, let's say when you're 25, 30 years old, like the, the, the vulnerability that you have there. And then you express that it also happened with his father there. It's just. His father didn't see it happen though. Just okay. to be clear. Okay. So his father was just in the room. So imagine like his father got up and went somewhere and then at the same time groped him. That's yeah. what he claims anyway. Um, many others, many other. There were so many people that spoke out. It, like, it would, it would just take way too long to name them all. Um, Spacey, being the strategic genius that he is, decides, oh, you know what? I'll just come out as gay. That'll solve all my problems. I'll just tell the world, hey, I'm gay. Um, all that did was piss off the gay community because they thought he would be, he was conflating homosexuality with pedophilia. Which I think, it, as a side note before you continue, that's only grown since well, then. The overlap between homosexuality and... Uh, what do you mean pedophilia. by that? Well, now, it, now it's much more common for... Um, uh, <laughs> I don't know what the acronym is now, generally speaking, but there's a, there's a part of that community um, that is trying to get pedophilia... Or treatment. Yeah, of- but I don't. I don't think. Wow, well, 
I don't. I don't think gay people, the majority of gay people, want to include pedophilia. No, they don't. I'm yeah. saying. I'm not saying that they do. I, I'm just stating that the 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 pedophile side of it mm-hmm. is trying to interweave, and there, there's that overlap now. Oh, of course, where yeah. it's it's single now because because uh, because of the nature of the LGBT group and the protected speech, or at least where the dialogues come up until current day. Mm-hmm. I think that these pedophiles and these people who are malicious and disgusting they're trying to get behind that kind of shield that that community kind of has fostered for of itself course. yeah definitely. and they're trying to lump themselves in and be like oh yeah that's pedophilia people it's just normal it's just normal to like kids that's yeah. their sexual preference they call a minor attracted person now. that's what it is yes okay minor attracted person which is fucking geez. it's fucking ridiculous it makes no sense <sighs> yeah yeah minor attracted person okay sure you touch a kid, there's something like, come on, like, I can't believe we even have to discuss this. Like, yeah. really? There is no excuse for touching a child. None. Yeah. A child. It's not the same as what two consenting adults do with one another. It's not even close to the same. No. And a child is kind of like symbolically the the kind of... Uh, Innocence. Innocence, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they're so unaware and yep. no ability to defend themselves. And it's, mm-hmm. it's probably. It's the most evil act you can do. Yeah. That's it really is. Yeah. I can't think of anything more evil than that. No. I mean, it's, it's fucking gross. Yeah. You're robbing a child of their innocence. It's, it's sick. It's dark. And the perversion you must have to commit this consciously and to to establish a pattern of recommittance of this type of behavior, that's even more bewildering yeah well listen there's there's a clear link between this type of stuff and you know people with the very very dark ideologies yeah um before we get into that though like there there were so many incidents with kevin spacey as i mentioned there was way too many people who accused them to, to discuss them all but um it, it happened over such a long period of time why didn't anybody do anything about this until you know it became a, a media bombshell? Why? Why did this go on for so long? With How Kevin. was this guy immune to consequences for this long? I don't know. Strange, I, to say the least. That's putting it mildly. That's strange. This guy had um, serially abused many, many people over the span of decades and got away with it. What, remember the last time we were on the subject, you, um, what was that rock band again? Sorry, I forget. The, Sex Pistols. Come yeah. on, man. Sex Pistols. And you brought up. Um, John Linden. Yeah, that that he's uh, regarding, I think it was a Jimmy Seville. Jimmy Seville, yeah. And how come they didn't say anything at the time? And it's kind of, it, it pretty much mirrors it. Yeah, his exact words were, um, well, okay, I'm going to paraphrase, so they're not his exact words, but he said, people knew what he was doing. He deserves to be shot or something to that effect. And um, people people knew what he was doing, but nobody was allowed to talk about it. He said something to that effect. So, yeah, we have the same scenario here. How many people knew that Kevin Spacey was doing what he was doing? Nobody talked about it. Mm-hmm. Again, another rich, powerful asshole who just is, is immune to repercussions for what he does. It's disgusting. Yes. It really makes me sick. Yeah. 
just evil, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? There, there's nobody's perfect, but evil is a whole nother thing. These people are evil. Okay. They will, they will argue that they're victims. Oh, I can't help it. So you have to act on everything you feel. Okay. Let's, let's just, let's just, um, entertain this for a second. You have to act on every single fucking thing you feel. Really? You're, so you're no better than an animal? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Like, and you have no accountability, no responsibility no, for your actions. I, okay. So what if I have a bad temper and I just go around whacking people upside the head every time they piss me off? Yeah. Well, well hey, I, that's the, that's what I felt like doing. I can't help it. Yeah, no, it's, it's unacceptable. You know, I had a, a really strong urge to punch that guy right in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work that way, does it? No, and I think people will also use certain psychological statistics to also buffer those arguments or buffer those types of points where they'll say, oh, yeah, but a certain group of the population is always, you know, mentally ill or has these sorts of uh, mental issues or different sexual preferences or they're psychopathic. But that's that's totally different. If If somebody has, you know, statistically like a distortion in emotion that doesn't excuse what they do, that just is an observation of their current mental capacity or an emotional capacity. So they're not the same thing. And people will conflate it, especially in the the MAPS community, if you want to call it that. Well, they'll say, oh. Like, I don't. I don't want to call it that. Well, whatever. Whatever. We'll use it as a kind of like a benchmark name for them or like a placeholder name. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They, they seem to think that if I can make a justification, then therefore it's right, which is fucking bullshit. It makes no sense. Well, moral relativism can make a justification yeah it's bullshit yeah but uh yeah it's evil and speaking of evil this is where things take a really really weird turn man wow brace yourself okay we already established in the previous episode um there was a connection between jeffrey epstein and just lane maxwell they had ties to intelligence agencies now we're going to discuss the cia Okay, we took some um, we took some examples here of sex trafficking and pedophilia in the celebrity world, and now we're going to talk about it occurring within a government agency. Okay, a very, very, very powerful government agency. Probably the government agency, yeah. at least as it's portrayed in whether it's them or the FBI and secrecy, I guess. Mm-hmm. So we're going to play a clip now from Candace Owens, and she's going to give us a little bit of context on what we're about to discuss. And go ahead and cue that up. The documents they requested were partially released to them. And here is what those documents reveal, per BuzzFeed. Ready? First, it says that there's credible evidence from the last 14 years. It suggests 10 CIA employees and contractors committed sexual crimes involving children. One employee had sexual contact with a two-year-old and a six-year-old. Second employee purchased three sexually explicit videos of young girls filmed by their mothers. A third employee estimated that he had viewed up to 1,400 sexually abusive images of children while on agency assignments. Another CIA employee signed an affidavit admitting that he used a government laptop to view photographs and videos of girls as young as 10 years old being abused by an older guy. The CIA contractor logged into solicited sex chat rooms, and he logged into a chat room and solicited sex from a child only to discover 
that that child was actually an FBI agent posing as a child. One official extensively downloaded abuse material, 63 videos of children between the ages of 8 and 16. The man regularly used government Wi-Fi to download the material. He distributed it to others, and he brought the photos back into the U.S. after he returned from a trip overseas. Now, that's just a few of them. And that was Candace Owens. So Candace Owens is another um, polarizing figure. The people... um, left-wing people, I guess I'll call them. They don't like her. They think she's a right-wing shell. But um, she's not really known for telling egregious lies. And what I mean by that is making stuff up. Like, you you know who Candace Owens is, right? Yes. And has she ever, like, told an egregious lie? I know her opinions aren't for everybody, but has she ever made something up out of thin air? To my knowledge, no. Mm-hmm. Um, she did. There were some statistics. I know she went on Joe Rogan's podcast once. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember seeing a clip. This was years back, but I know she 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 may not be a hundred percent factual. Most you know um, sometimes. I mean, but I, I she's doing well, it to well, the well, best. Statist- of, citing statistics. And yeah, stuff. yeah. Like she might not be completely accurate, which is you know if you're in that position where you're obviously commenting on the stuff I'll, frequently, mm-hmm. it's possible that that. that but can but she's not like a flat out liar. Like no, who just lies. No. Okay. Because when I heard her talk about this, I found it hard to believe. So I looked into it. And you won't believe what I found, man. You will not believe what I found. So there's a group called The Finders. They're an international cult. Okay, they're a community founded in Washington, D.C. Okay, I'm going to read to you now a little bit about this cult. Okay. Another beautiful cult. Yeah. All right, here we go. It came to wider public attention when two members of the movement were arrested in Tallahassee, Florida in 1987 and charged with misdemeanor child abuse of six children accompanying them. The two men, having responded with silence when in a public park, the police inquired as to their identity and relationship to the children. The men were Douglas Ammerman and James Michael Howell. Both described as well-dressed men in suits. They used a van to transport six scruffy, hungry children of varying ages. The age range of the children was between 2 and 11. Okay, I'm going to say that again. Between 2 and 11. The two oldest children, referred to as Mary and Max, were interviewed by law enforcement as the others were too young to properly communicate. It was noted that the medical examinations of the children showed signs of sexual abuse and malnourishment, as well as bite marks potentially belonging to an adult human. Thoughts? What do you make of that, Dom? It's wild. And as you were reading that, I was looking up on on the FBI has a a dashboard kind of vault. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the, I think, which is related to the summary you're reading there, a lot of the information is redacted as well. Not that the, yeah, but I mean, just 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 what's available is damning enough. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's fuck. Yeah, that is that is absolutely crazy. So just just to recap in our own words here, um, the police in Tallahassee, Florida, there were six children in total between the ages of two and eleven. So these children were examined medically, 
They showed signs of sexual abuse, malnourishment, and bite marks, which may have come from an adult human. So a human being bit a child with enough force to leave his teeth imprints Mm -hmm. into the child. Okay. Moving on. At another finder's farm, again, the finders are this sick cult here. Um, This farm was in Virginia. So at another finder's farm in Virginia, agents recorded cages on the premises with witnesses asserting that they were used to keep children. The full medical and psychological reports are not available for public viewing as of 2022. According to the U.S. District Court records in Washington, a confidential police source had previously told authorities that the finders were a cult and conducted brainwashing techniques at a warehouse and a Glover Park duplex raided by law enforcement. This source told of being recruited by the finders with promises of financial reward and sexual gratification and of being invited by one member to explore Satanism with them, according to the documents. Mm. All right. Fuck. A lot to unpack there. Yeah. So. And th- sorry, just to ask, these were declassified, right? Like they yeah. weren't. This is this is all declassified. So anyone can look this up. Finders. CIA, the finders, however you want to look it up. Finders cult, whatever. It's all out there. Okay. So they were conducting brainwashing techniques at a warehouse and a Glover Park duplex. People were being recruited by the finders. So I guess, you know, like the kind of like the Nexium thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were recruiting people, but these weren't vulnerable people they were recruiting. They were recruiting people and they were saying there would be financial rewards for participating in these activities or helping them with their activities. Yeah. And sexual gratification. That's pretty ambiguous in of itself. And they were also invited to explore Satanism. So. We talked about a metaphorical link between Satanism and these type of activities. Now there seems to be a hard link, a literal link. The metaphorical link, of course, is that when you engage in these activities, you're doing something that's so reprehensible and evil because you're, you're robbing a child, a very innocent um, being, mm-hmm. of their innocence, essentially. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're taking their essence from them because they are innocent, um, which is evil in a very, very general sense, abstract sense. But this particular group, there seems to be an element where they, you know, I don't know if it's ritualistic or or literal, but, but they, they engage in satanic practices, which is, okay, it, it, let, me, let me clarify that. Satanism is, is a very broad term. Okay, there's Satanist Satanist groups that don't actually believe in a literal devil, and then there are Satanist groups that actually do. They literally believe in 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 some higher power that is, you know, broadly or commonly referred to as the devil, right? So there there's different types of Satanism. Okay. I it's I I'm deducing that this is a group that explores Satanism in, in that sense. And when I continue, I, you'll see why I think that. Well, and, and before you continue there, what's the, there, at some point there has to be, 
you kind of have to jump from theoretical or not. I don't know. This is such a, it's a fucking so it's such a hard conversation to have just about the topic itself because you're going to jump, people will jump into conspiracy theories right away. So I'm not trying to make it that, but whether it's metaphorical or literal, it's being practiced by these individuals regardless. So there, there is, there is a physical manifestation of this evil behavior, whether, whether their beliefs are true or not is irrelevant. They're practicing no, it. No, no. What I, what I meant was there, there's a group called the church of Satan. I, I think it's called the church of Satan. They're a legally recognized religion. They're atheist. Um, they don't, they don't believe in any, any higher power. And if you accuse them of being involved in these types of things or any really, any real ritualistic practice, they would adamantly deny that. So I'm just giving people some, you know, I'm differentiating it for people. There, there's Satanism where people pray to a literal being. They practice magic with a K, black magic. Mm -hmm. And they commit horrible acts in the name of the magic that they perform. And then there's, um, you know, this other group, the Church of Satan, that uh, they're atheists. It's just, it's all ceremony to them. They call themselves Satanists. Um, it's kind of like Scientology, but just, uh, no. Yeah, they're, like they're trying to be edgy, you know. Yeah, really that's what I mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's why they call themselves Satanists, I think. But they don't actually believe in anything supernatural, as far as I know. So there, there is a difference. Um, that that's where I was going with this. Um, as far as the conspiracy thing goes, like, look, that is one of the most overused terms of today. Conspiracy theorist, conspiracy theorist. People who want the truth, they're not going to back down because somebody is going to go, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. A conspiracy theorist, in my opinion, is someone who just believes everything they see, everything they read. They don't, they don't take the time to really examine it, give a critical thought process um, with respect to any issue. They just believe everything they hear. Yeah. That's not what we do here. Okay. We, we look at it from a, a critical thinker's point of view. And we'll call bullshit if we see bullshit. Yeah. If you get the root word of conspiracy theory, people mm -hmm. are conspiring right. and you're theorizing about as to what that conspiracy might be. That's not, it's not possible that everything is a, not everything is, people do conspire. Yep. That is possible, mm -hmm. but not everything is a conspiracy theory. No. In that regard. You know what I mean? It's overused. It's an overused yeah. term. You know, and there, and there are, listen, there's a lot of actual, um, there's a lot of people out there that believe some crazy stuff mm -hmm. and they shrug off evidence. Like, you know, I don't want to offend anybody here, but uh, I won't say it. I won't say it. There's, there's some crazy conspiracies people believe. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they believe in conspiracies that are very easily debunked. And when they, when you show them that evidence, they're like, oh, you know, how do we know that? They just keep saying, oh, how do we know that's true? All right. Listen, at some point you have to, you have to just accept things all that they are. Yeah. Right. Like you can't just keep saying, well, how do I know that's true? You know what I mean? You lose your, your grip on reality that way, I think. But this is, this stuff here, like I said, it's available. You can, you can look it up for yourself. Uh, they are declassified documents and it's definitely worth discussing. It it's, follows the trend of powerful people abusing children, um, sex trafficking and, and the like. 
And quite frankly, I don't think a lot of people know about this. So Candace Owens was the one who brought it to my attention. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Moving on. Police sources said some of the items seized showed pictures of children engaged in what appeared to be, quote unquote, cult rituals. Officials of the U.S. Customs Service said that the material seized included photos showing children involved in bloodletting ceremonies of animals and one photograph of a child in chains. It is noted by a detective during the investigation that documents were discovered with detailed instructions for obtaining children for unspecified purposes, including the impregnation of female members of the community, purchasing, trading, and kidnapping. But neither the documents nor anyone else with knowledge of them could later be found. How convenient. So, yeah, pretty pretty wild stuff. Pretty pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. All right. So anyway, it continues on. Uh, The feds dropped the charges. Uh, The men were released six weeks later. State of Florida dropped all charges. Florida taking a beating again. The cult was allegedly run by Air Force veteran Marion Petit. They called him the game caller in the cult. Okay, whatever. What does that mean? I have no idea. That's what they called him, though, allegedly. How does this tie in with the CIA? Well, Skip Clements, a private detective and resident of Stewart, Florida, alleges the CIA suppressed the investigation because the commune was used as a front to them. Sorry, as a front to train their agents, rather. And now we're going to play another clip from Candace Owens. We can go ahead and cue that up. And she'll give us... Let me run that one back to you. There are young children who have been abused by individuals with top clearance in the United States government, and they will never receive justice because the the government's methods are deemed more important. Let me run that to you another way. There are child pedophiles whom our government are fully aware of who are roaming around free in our society right now because methods are more important. What does this all mean? I don't know. What does it mean that sex crimes against small children are being rampantly covered up by our government. What did it mean when Ashley Biden, the first daughter, credibly acknowledged in her own diary? And that was Candace Owens again. Um, all right. Another good clip. Yeah. So, so okay, continuing on here, the D.C. Police Department dropped the investigation because it was, and I quote, a CIA internal matter. That's allegedly what was stated. How weird is that? It's a CIA internal matter. We're going to drop the investigation, let them figure it out. Which makes you wonder then also, like, can these guys just, they have free reign to do whatever the fuck they want? Well, that's, I guess that's what Candace Owens is saying. That's what a lot of people think. You know, the CIA is a pretty nefarious group, infamous group. So... But this is weird even for them. And um, I think you had mentioned to me previously that they made a statement regarding this story. Yeah, they had. Um, that was I thought it was interesting. Let me just pull up here on my computer. They had mentioned that uh, the st- that the story was a complete. Not I want to say hoax. But that uh, the CIA 
spokesperson. Let me get this correct. I'll read it verbatim. Another document that was released by the FBI said a customs agent who was asked to review the evidence in the case was told it was a CIA internal matter, which is echoes what you basically stated. And the CIA has denied there was ever a cover-up saying the charges were preposterous. So they're basically trying to publicly declare that they would never cover something as heinous as this up, which obviously you're reading citations. So someone's lying somewhere. <laughs> and they said, yeah, this is a pretty big contradiction. Yeah, and they said this is a non-story CIA spokesperson. Dave Christian told the Democrat, which is a, I believe a newspaper at the time in December 1993. I think of it as a nothing burger. What, okay, what does he mean by nothing burger? Like the whole incident never took place? The whole incident never took place. It's this all whole cover-up story never is all it's basically all bullshit, which Really? Yeah. Hmm. Which you, you can see now an established pattern from a, on a governmental or agency level here that these guys basically can do whatever the hell they want seemingly uh, with zero repercussions and then they have the balls, I suppose, or the audacity to say publicly that, you know, it's kind of, it's, you're kind of gaslighting in a way where you're just telling the people, the public, you know, what what's the central point of, or what's the main point of the central intelligence agency? Even so, like, even to me, it contradicts, it contradicts excuse me, their mission statement. So I, I think mm-hmm. all in all, like something is fishy here again, and we can play devil's advocate and we can kind of point to, what do we believe is going on? But at the very least, from what we can observe from facts, the whole thing's, it's its wild, to say the least. Well, that's interesting that they're saying it's a nothing burger because you can actually go to the FBI.gov and they have documents about it. So, huh, okay, sure. They're, they're just outright denying that it happened. Well, so you know, contradicting the FBI. Yeah. Well, you look at it. Take a look at it chronologically. Okay. So these acts happened. Mm-hmm. There was an investigation many years later, and then the documents were sealed, mm-hmm. and they were only released in 2019. Mm-hmm. And the statement that I'm referring to is from '93. So it's it's kind of like the whole thing, in essence, is a cover up if you think about it, because. Why would the FBI wow. conceal these documents? For- I, I mean, I can't believe they would have the audacity to come out and say, oh, it's a big nothing burger. But you can actually go to FBI.gov and yeah. see the documents. Which completely discredits that claim, obviously. Wow, that's so weird. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, and now, you know, I'm just briefly looking at it now. Yeah, it's it's all here. It's all here. It's really long. I'll warn you. It's like I'm on page six of 322. Don't you think as well? The FBI, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, should they not be investigating crimes committed even though they're government agencies? Like, what good is the FBI if they're not even going to do that for its own citizens? That's a very good question. Here we go. Page four. Misdemeanor child abuse charges resulting from a complaint that six children playing in a park were unkept and neglected. The two subjects with the children could not initially provide sufficient information as to their legal custody of the children and were uncooperative regarding their identity. I mean, it's all there. Anyone who wants to research it, FBI.gov, the finders. I mean, there's website after, sorry, there's article after article, Washington Post, uh, AP News, The Cult with CIA Ties, YouTube, The Deadly Cult that Worked for the CIA, YouTube. That's fucking gross. Yeah. But, Doug, I mean, really? I I can't believe that, oh, oh, yeah, it's a big nothing burger. Like, what the hell does that mean? That means we got caught. 
And this is our official statement. I don't know about you, but I'm getting so sick and tired of people just saying, yeah, nothing to see here when there's everything to see here. Like, do you notice that? That's happening more and more. No, well, nothing to see here. I think if you, I think the reason for that is if you pull on that string, the, they want to obviously cut it off before, if, especially if you look at it from a critical lens, you start and you use a little bit of deductive reasoning, you see where it goes pretty quick. Yeah. And then you start connecting dots. Obviously, they want to prevent that from happening. But that, that, that's so weak. Like, I can't believe they were, oh, yeah, it's, nothing happened. It's ridiculous. Meanwhile, you have another government agency with fucking documents. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. That's happening so much now. As people are like, oh, nothing to see here. Conspiracy theorist. Nothing to see here. <laughs> Fuck. I was actually, um, I was listening to a clip. It was Joe Rogan and Jocko Willink. I guess Jocko Willink, um, you know, I re- you know, we've discussed this. I've read a lot of his books. And I love that guy. He was on Joe Rogan again. He's been on there many times. And they were talking about how uh, <clears throat> lawless certain cities have become. Uh, Chicago, Los Angeles. So there was a shootout in Chicago. Mm. And um, two gangs were like basically shooting it out. Two people were killed. And the DA said, um, yeah, it was mutual combat. No need to charge anyone. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Joe Rogan says, fucking, this is why people think, this is why people believe in conspiracy theories. Uh, the DA was appointed by George Soros. Oh. Right? And, um, like, I mean, come on. That is so weird. Mutual combat, really? Two gangs firing, I think it was 70 rounds. They fired 70 rounds or something like that. Mutual combat. Why would you even describe it as like there's if we're in like a war torn country? It's the fucking United States. Well, no, mutual combat is an actual legal term. That's when two guys decide to throw it down. Okay. Right. So it's not assault because we agreed to fight. I don't think it applies to two gangs shooting each other in the middle of the street, though. Right. Yeah. Especially where two people were killed. Yeah. It's, it's a deadly shooting. Um, Before you continue your point, but I don't just play a devil's advocate. Mm hmm. This is not the only state and the only instance in which a George Soros appointed DA or funded DA right. would go against what what is perceived to be their job, mm-hmm. which is to enforce the law right. without any exception. And this has been happening for years now, was really, really prevalent during COVID, especially mm-hmm. with all the crimes that were committed with the riots and things to that effect. So I'm not... Just saying, like this, it looks odd that why is there that common denominator? It doesn't look odd. It is odd. Yeah, and I, I don't give a shit who says, "Oh, nothing to see here." I'll be a conspiracy theorist. No, critical thinkers look at everything. That's what we do. And if I see things that don't add up, I'm going to say this doesn't add up, or it's strange. And if that makes you think of me as a conspiracy theorist, well, good, good for you. I'm I'm not going to stop. And I'm pretty sure you're not going to either. No. All right, no. so um, th- this is where we're at. That that I've, I read this story. Candace Owens brought it to my attention. I don't listen to everything she says, but this was so out there that I had to look into it myself, and that's what I found. So I'm sharing it with the with the listeners, and um, it's very very weird. Uh, apparently, they just think they can make it all go go away by saying, "Ah, nothing happened here." Well, they've been able to. In a sense, I suppose, 
but they haven't because, you know, the information is there for people that want to look into it. Yes. Yeah. You know, um, I see what you're saying. Like, in a retroactive sense, we're doing, in hindsight, we're, do, we're doing it, but. Right. Well, you know, it, it, that's all it takes though. Yeah. Right. Awareness is like a fire. Yeah. And then it spreads. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, we're nearing the end here. So I just wanted to give my closing thoughts here, your closing thoughts. And uh, we're going to continue, by the way. So just to set us up here, the next episode will continue on this trend. It'll, it'll probably be the final one. And we're going to discuss uh, sex trafficking and pedophilia as it tie is, ties in to Satanism. All right. And we don't, again, we don't mean Satanism as in the Church of Satan. We mean people that perform magic with a K. And they do these things as a part of their rituals. Yeah. And I also think it would be good to, and we will chat on, uh, um, not to get too political. I I fucking hate this landscape now of of conversation and dialogue because it's it's absolutely poisoned with the inability to speak about things that are abnormal, but they're made to be perceived as normal. But I think that would be good. Uh, dialogue as well to go over how uh, the the acronym maps or whatever mindly attracted persons that are you know how it's being not to get into both those individuals specifically but how they're trying to you know weave their whatever their behavior their actions and it's not only on an individual basis it's it's governments as well uh, and i think it would be good to make people aware, whoever's listening to the podcast, that uh, it's much more common than you think, and you should be aware because it's, it's not this behavior is not good. And the more acceptable it becomes, we just push our standards farther and further back. Yeah, I was made aware of that stuff. By the way, um, uh, this this um, attempt on their part, the pedophiles, there was an attempt on their part to basically uh, consolidate themselves into the uh, LG uh, to the gay community. And um, there was a group called NAMBLA. You know what NAMBLA is? That's the no. North American Man-Boy Love Association. Holy fuck. Yeah. Yeah. That's a thing. Look it up. Uh, yeah. They, so they go to all the pride parades and, you know, they want to be part of the gay community. They want to be recognized as part of the gay community. So, yeah, there's definitely some truth to what you're saying. Right? And um, a lot of people are weary that this will be the next thing that's accepted in society. God help us all if it is. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, but I guess we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about it at length, or not talk about it. <laughs> well, yeah. we'll see. Um, you know, basically, why I, why I felt we should discuss this is because we all know that evil, heinous acts occur, but it's especially messed up when it's occurring or it's, or it's being perpetrated by high level people, elites, if you will rich people, powerful people, policy makers, decision makers. And I want to also discuss this link between these types of activities and, and Satanism because a lot of uh, quote-unquote conspiracy theorists, they've, they've been talking about this for some time. So I want to review the evidence. I want to discuss it. I want to get your feedback. I want the listeners to, um, you know, to consider some of this information. I'll do my best to screen it and separate um fact from fiction but um well you definitely do a good job of that as well wow, like you're wow, coming here you. you're coming here with stats this is not bullshit these are mm-hmm. these are citations 
Well, yeah, listen, I, I mean, when we started this thing, we said we were going to give a critical thinker's perspective on things that people want to talk about or, you know, they are discussing and maybe they don't have a platform where they get an unbiased, level-headed um, discussion on some, you know, interesting topics. Mm. So that's why we did this. And um, we hope people find it of value. You know, if it's not for you, it's not for you. That's cool too. But um, if you enjoy it, um, you know, pass it on. Pass it on. Like I said, um, awareness is, is is like a fire. It, it spreads, right? And we're gonna keep that fucking fire burning. We, yeah, we we sure will. <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna discuss that next. It's gonna be again another disturbing topic. Um, not everything we discuss will be this dark, but um, hey, it's October. It's pretty, it's a pretty appropriate time, I guess. As appropriate a time as any. Yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll get into this, and um, we'll see you next week. 